Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. I am so excited to present these in-person interviews I did at Newport Folk Festival last weekend, uh, the prior weekend, July 22nd through the 24th. I was on the ground at Newport. This is part two of my Newport Folk Festival interview series. I've got part one already up. If you'd like to listen to that one, and I got part three coming later on this week, I am really psyched to have Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes, Cassandra Jenkins, and Ryan Anderson of Bendigo Fletcher here uh, with me. If you're here for the first time to listen to Roadcase, welcome to the Roadcase community. If you're a long time or regular listener, thanks so much for being back. I am so psyched to have you for this special Newport Folk interview episode. Uh, so excited to be here and present these to you. There's a number of different ways that you can get involved in the Roadcase community. Really quick and easy way is to follow us on the socials. We're at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find out more information about Roadcase Pod by visiting our website, www.roadcasepod.com. You can also send us um, questions, comments, concerns, etc. by email. You can contact us at info at roadcasepod.com. You can also subscribe to Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. That really helps out the show. So if you're on Spotify, for example, that little box that says follow, just click that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, there's a check mark up in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, you can smash that checkbox, and that'll allow you to get regular updates as to when new episodes come live. Another great way to support Roadcase, and really appreciated here uh, at the show, is to rate and review Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. So once again, on Spotify, Spotify, there's that little box you just check mark uh, or just click that box that has a little star in an Apple podcast, scroll down a little bit, and there's a bunch of stars and you can even review the show. So for this part two of my Newport Folk Festival interview series, I once again have three different artists of um, uh, that performed at Newport last weekend, July 22nd through the 24th in Fort Adams in Newport, Rhode Island for this amazing and historic festival. Uh, these are rather brief interviews, about 15 to 20 minutes a piece, just a really great format to sort of really get into the insights of the performers and the artists and their personalities. It's a really, I really do love this, uh, this briefer format. And uh, it's kind of what happens at festivals, just sit down on the couch, chat with the artists. Uh, it's a really great opportunity for me to present uh, to you these artists in a little bit more of a, of a casual and, uh, and shorter format that I, I, I really think uh, yielded some interesting insights into the artist's mindset. First off, I've got Taylor Goldsmith, whose uh, most recent album came out uh, just the Friday before, I think it was a July 22nd, was, uh, it's called Misadventures of Doom Scroller, just an amazing album um, about 
the, the world that we live in and how the, the amazing challenges that we're facing today with so much information at our fingertips and so much information clouding our minds and what that all means. And uh, not only from a lyrical content perspective, but uh, Dawes's music is really uh, evolving in a way that's really intriguing to uh, to those like myself that have been following their music for quite a while. And we'll talk to, uh, to Taylor about why exactly that is and what his association with uh, his recent associations with jam band and that and that world uh, has meant to him and and what that means for the band as well uh, he played a set at Newport uh, at the harbor stage he was filling in for his wife Mandy Moore uh, who couldn't be there for health reasons which was um, unfortunate but also uh, beneficial to, to have Taylor at the show and he played an amazing solo acoustic set as well uh, I've also got Cassandra Jenkins coming up and Ryan Anderson of Bendigo Fletcher on this uh, episode two of the Newport Folk Festival interview series. I'll pop back on and talk about them as well. I want to thank all of you for being here for this one. So uh, excited and uh, honored to be able to present these live interviews to you all. And I want to especially thank Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes, Cassandra Jenkins, and Ryan Anderson of Bendigo Fletcher for being on Roadcase for this episode. And here we go. of them they were all like taylor come join us come learn how to surf and yeah. i just was so embarrassing and so chubby that it was just like <laughs> you were chubby happen. kid yeah oh yeah all right taylor thanks for being here man on thanks road case this is a real pleasure because i'm a big fan man. Thanks, i'm man. so happy to have you i'll fist bump you again <laughs> but like i said it's not going to let me it's not going to get in the way of me doing it <laughs> you know this this is what it's about but i'm really pleased to have you um you just released the new album misadventures of doom scroller it's very very ominous <laughs> it's not cool. misadventures of a doom scroller it's doom scroller like right. a character like yeah there's a guy out there yeah there's a little like a little nemesis on the on the cover there's like a little red naked demon and i we like to think of the doom scroller as yeah. as him as like someone perched on your shoulder yeah telling you to like keeps digging deeper for that awful world ending news <laughs> dude you love this i saw a meme the other day it was like um okay i just took myself and i'm gonna relax and getting in bed why don't i shine this bright light in my face yeah. into this little <laughs> window that has the news of the entire world and i'll do that for 15 minutes i'm gonna sleep really well <laughs> i'll send it yes. to you or something it's, it's facts, hilarious yeah, it it's, is it's, right it's, it's and then we and then i i heard something about this is like real podcast mode now, but yeah, uh, I heard, I heard, this is a pot. Did yeah, I remind yeah, no, you this totally. is a podcast? You know but, that. Um, this is me being an armchair expert. Um, but uh, I heard someone talking about, uh, like in a podcast, how when you wake up and go right to the phone and you start like looking at shit, yeah, that trains your brain to be more easily distractible for the rest of the day. So oh, wow. like if you if you get into this habit of like I'm whether it's Instagram or your newsfeed, you, it's gonna kind of like without you knowing it, it's gonna make you a little spacey all day. I which I guess it's not a surprise. Yeah, I mean I think like in the world of looking at like mental acuity and all those things, I think that's totally true. You we all know that you can train your brain to think a certain way. Yeah. And you can do that in a positive way too. Oh yeah. And of course, and trains your brain to like start looking for doom and start looking for mm -hmm. crap and all that shit that's going wrong in the world. I still can't wrap my head around why it's so intoxicating. 
Like why? Like why we're addicted to it? Like why are we addicted? Well, what to the exactly bad? are we addicted? To? Well, I I get the dopamine think- hit of like a like or a, or someone commenting, yeah. and you might have a crush on them, or right. what, and like I get all that dumb shit, but I don't get like oh like it, like I just refresh the page if like North Korea is going to drop the bomb like five times in the last minute. Like why wouldn't why wouldn't my Im- instinct be to just walk away from it because I have no agency over it? Why is my yeah. instinct? to just like continue digging in it's because i want control over something i have no control over do you think it's only on the doom side is that the only thing that resonated with you is for doing it for the bad because there's also an element of just continually having the access to anything i mean i'm on instagram primarily to like follow bands and do it for business and yeah. do it for the music business and i i i still get i get fomo oh, I, I can't just put this down after five minutes because what if i miss something what's yeah. the next thing that scrolls yeah it really does. No, fuck I, with the I hear brain that, and I way. I do look for the cool, cool shit too, for sure. And I there's things that I that I um, follow that 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 mean something to me on a personal level. That whether it's just like humor or or or, or music or or book reviews or whatever. Like yeah. I, I so there is that, but um, but that I, for some reason like that 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 doom part of it just like we're, we do. Yeah, we none of us want to miss anything. Maybe that's what it is. Even if it's um. Even if it's the fact that the shit's going down, like we just don't want yeah. to not be a part of it. <laughs> also, the term is not like it's not good scrollers, it's right? Like right, just doom scrolling, and that's just an ominous, awesome term, just in and of itself. You're a wordsmith, goldsmith, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. When like when I first started hearing that term, I'm like, wow, it's like it's like beautiful. It's like medieval um, yeah. in its own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, from a musical perspective, since I'm a fan. Uh, and, and just, I mean, I, I listen to your music. I enjoy your music. I've, I, I've always it. liked it. I mean, you know, from North Hills on. Right on. Amazing man. stuff. So I, I appreciate the opportunity for you to be there. And let me tell you, say that to you in person because I yeah. really do love all your albums. Thanks, man. Everything you've done from Thanks. all of my favorite bands to, you know, and that was sort of the, a turning point for me. I think that was a beautiful album. Was that a turning point for you? Oh, uh, yeah. To that, ask you that while I have you yeah, here? Yeah, totally. I mean, that, that felt like, um, like the shows got bigger after that. Um, uh, tour, not by no means like, you know, Radio City or something, but but bigger. Yeah, um, and it so gave that, you a really good closing song too. Yeah, totally. We always close with that now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that that and it, yeah, that definitely felt like something shifted after that in a in a cool way. But I mean, you know, like any artist, I'm sure you talk to, I've I've never felt like, and that's when everything felt safe and secure. Like I've never oh, had no that way. feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good question to ask. <laughs> Did everything, nothing felt safe? And like, how did you feel after that album? Um, you guys are, you're, you, you are cr- clearly driven to continue to produce. I, I'm so pleased at that, that you're <laughs> always out there just thinking of what the next, I, I come to your shows and you're working on, there's three new first time plays. There's right. another song out there that's amazing. You're always working on stuff. Yeah, I heard I mean, between like, the one and the zero. I heard that. Yeah. I don't know how many years ago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah and I, even today, like we're, I'm playing here at Newport by myself and our record came out two days ago and I'm going to do a, mostly songs that aren't even on that. Like just like even newer songs. Oh, cool. Uh, just cause I can, cause it's just me and an acoustic guitar and at this the, harbor stage. Thing. Yeah. yeah and, cool. and the Newport, fest is such a soft place to land i feel like i'm like i, I can i can do that and they, they can accept kind, me but yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so like you're right i always am trying to do the next thing i think part of that is like because i don't want to get hung up on whatever i just did because it's not like i'm ever like, like most artists i imagine it's not like i am ever listening back to old stuff and thinking like i really nailed it i'd never think that huh. um but my i have i feel like in those i feel like everyone shares that response 
to some degree. Yeah. And, but I feel like I have two options at that point. One is to just tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak forever and release one album every seven years. Yeah. Or it's to just kind of accept it for what it is. Like, this is where I was at for those two months. I don't know why I did that song so slow or whatever it is. And I'm just going to put whatever I've learned in the next thing and just keep moving and not dwell on that because I'd much rather have a big old stack of records than uh, just a handful. It's beautiful. And I remember, was that the winter tour of 2019, like 2019, like January yeah, Mark yeah, that, 2019 that, that when he yeah. put out that live album with the phone number on it. Yeah, yeah. That was, and I was like, geez, Don's doesn't usually like put your stuff up on Nugs or recordings. Right. You kind of kind of dig around. I, 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 let's go in the Nugs direction in a minute. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Guys might be headed that way. Yeah, yeah. I hope. But I was like, shit, give us music, man. Yeah. That's bold move for like a band like in that Laurel Canyon sound category. That just doesn't happen a lot. And I think that you guys, and I, and it, and it's wonderful and beautiful. Um, can, does it does it come from sort of a, a deadhead Grateful Dead appreciation, knowing that there's people out there that want to hear your stuff, or where does that? Um, yeah, I mean, and is that moving in a direction? To me, like whenever I find an artist where it feels like a universe, whether that's and it doesn't matter the genre. If it's if it's Willie Nelson, Elvis Costello, um, Frank Zappa. Like when there's or or Herbie. Herbie's a great example. Like mm-hmm. when it's something where there's just like an there's so many eras of the artist mm. and there's such a commitment to output obviously with quality control yeah. those guys as gambles can't speak for myself <laughs> um but uh that's the shit i always respond to most that's yeah. whenever there's a mountain of of a of a artist's like identity and catalog um and so that's always been the dream of mine to for someone to be like have you gotten into dawes have you gotten into taylor like there's so much I like this stuff. I don't like that stuff. Like I've, I always love that conversation. I actually welcome it. Like, like even, you know, someone like Neil Young, like everyone seems to have a like least favorite Neil Young album. And I hope he really loves that. Cause I like it when, when someone is saying that about him or saying that about me, like, that uh, means uh, the definition that that means they've listened to all your stuff and yeah. they also and, like, and I, like that, eh. and I think that I, I think that uh, when it's a little bit more controversial, according to someone's taste, mm-hmm. it's something to talk about. But if, if Dawes fans, to whatever degree were to be able to say oh Dawes did the thing that I expected from them and I, I want from them and thank you very much and I'll crumple that up and toss it aside and not talk about it anymore but when you piss people off you also like the more you can hate something the more you can love something and right. so I feel like I, I really like it when it's a uh, when when our when our when there's like just a polarity to it or a conversation around it of like yeah. I only like the first Dawes record or that first record sucks and I only like this most recent one or whatever it is um, that's always been the thing that I do as a fan. Um, yeah. I always want to like get into the weeds and 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 give my theories on what a per artist was thinking. And so, I guess I'm just kind of playing my own version of that. Yeah. So does that cre- does that move you kind of in the evolutionary direction of putting out more live performance material? Totally. And is that related to your association? peripherally to jam bands now? Because I want to get yeah. into your connection with Goose yeah. at some point. I mean, like I I think like jam bands is such a like weird stigmatized word that i embrace um i don't i don't think anybody you know if you go see goose or if you go see fish or if you go see so many artists people mm-hmm. would say that's this is clearly a jam band with and, and there have been times where i'm like patting myself on the back thinking like oh we're a jam band now check out what we just did we played a song for nine minutes and then but when i see real jam bands that are doing it for every song up to 15 to 20 minutes yeah. i think it's to myself like oh i don't know if we do that like our songs might be too songy 
Not, and I'm not using, saying that as a compliment. I guess I identify I, most. I, I mean, look at your new album, though. Yeah, no, totally. It's 45 minutes of what is it? Six, seven, six songs, songs really? Yeah, yeah seven yeah, tracks, and six songs, crazy. I mean, I identify most with like artists, like uh, in terms of this aspect of the conversation, like yeah. what the jam, jam of it all. Um, but artists like Dire Straits or or um, or Pink Floyd, like I, I or uh, like proggy stuff, they definitely jam. I don't, but I don't know if anybody would say like this is a jam band, and and I don't. I, and it's also never for the artist to say, so I don't know what we are. Yeah. Um. Whatever people say we are is what we are. Yeah. Um. I know that I, when we first started it with uh, North Hills, like I couldn't really play guitar. Um. So our solos were all composed. I had to write them and play them over and over yeah. again to record them. And so now we're at this place where I can play a little more, and so and and it's the most fun part of the night. Um. So. I want to share it and I want to do it. Yeah. And, and our fans luckily are, are kind of on the ride with us. I've always dug it. The dead are a cool example of this. When an artist is learning before your eyes, mm. like I love dire straits, but Mark Knopfler was a, was a freakazoid on arrival. Like LP one, yeah. he's the, he's a genius guitar player. LP one of the dead. It's not really like that. Yeah. Like I'm not that it's not genius, but like, Jerry was there to a certain extent. Bobby oh, definitely learned on the fly. Yeah, totally. Especially but, the slide and then like you, but but by the time you listen to um without a net, Jerry's doing oh, stuff that yeah. he couldn't do in sixty nine. He could yeah. do something else, but it was so what getting to watch that 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 play out is so and fun. And he would still come up and experiment with new challenges to give himself. That's when he started the experiment with MIDI. Yeah. And he tells the story of someone coming up to him and going, Jerry, you would have been a great trumpet player. He's like, yeah. I am a great trumpet yeah. player. <laughs> That's really cool. That's, that makes sense. Some of those solos, I'm like, I don't know if that's the sax player or if it's Jerry. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Brandon. If you talk about without the net, that was when uh, Brandon Marsalis right, was right. on. I was at that show, by the way. Oh wow, yeah, cool. Yeah, that was Nassau College. That's really in, like, cool. 1990. I love that. That was performance. my that was my sweet zone when I was at that uh, that era. I lived yeah. in New York at the time. Oh, cool. Went to NYU. What a good time of, of that it was band. Really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was right after Brent passed. But anyway, right. Oh man. Um, so let's talk. Well. Yeah. People are going to call your music what they call it. Everyone's going to have different interpretations. You've heard all that. You're, you're <laughs> cool with that. You're happy with where you are in that in that evolution. But um, I don't think that you're a jam band. What I think you are is you're an amazing songwriter and you have an amazing collection of musicians. Your brother, Wiley, Lee, you guys are all amazing. Trevor, just yeah. it's so fascinating to see you guys play together. So when you stretch your legs, it's really satisfying for myself, who, who loves all you guys and likes to hear you play. So when you um, you played at Fred Fest last summer, uh, I know you, you've been getting closer to Goose. You showed up at Goose's after show the other yeah, night that yeah. I was at. So is that and, – and, and Doom Scroller is – Longer songs, mm -hmm. not necessarily jammy, but I don't, of, I don't care. Playing, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what it's called. Yeah, I, I think your guitar playing and your soloing is like just gone through the roof and Thanks, bananas, man. as as well as the playing of all your other, all the other bandmates. Um, do you see yourself kind of moving in that? Is that is that a Dawes direction? I now? think so. Like just because even if it's like you know the, a lot of the songs I've been writing recently are like three minute uh, uh, country songs. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work i mean what well, we're gonna figure it out because that's what we always do i felt the same way before uh misadventures where i thought i don't know if this is how this will work with what the kind of band we are but we figured yeah. it out uh -huh. um and yeah like being around goose i mean first of all I, I think it's worth saying like i don't i don't like rick is one of the greatest guitar players i've ever heard <laughs> yeah. like yeah and i know that sounds like a like a pretty extreme but i really mean it like sometimes when Everyone he really does. goes i think like i don't i don't i can't name a name 
that can do what he can do. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Um, but uh, anyway, so it's it's been fun to just go like see their shows, see how good they are, see how inventive they are. They're always taking things into certain places that feel right. like through composed riffs, but they're actually just all landing on it in the moment together. They're really good at that. But I also think back to your question. Um, I think in a lot of ways. Those three dudes, especially Wiley Lee and Griffin and, and Trevor, they're all so um, reverent to the song. Like they understand like, oh, this song needs a couple chords here and there. I'm going to just totally lean into that and not do anything. Or Griffin playing just a simple backbeat. And none of the material has ever really allowed them to just totally go off the leash. Um, and so with this album, it, I wanted to, people to realize that Griffin and... Lee and Wiley, these guys are fucking monsters. They I are. mean, I'm biased, but I really believe they're Nine. they're they're that good. Um, and I and I I still feel like I can write the songs that I write and also like bring that into it. A friend of mine, um, he said it really sweetly when our, our record came out. He texted me. He's like, you know, a lot of people can do Saint Augustine at night, which is a like five minute acoustic ballad of mine, and then like, and a lot of people can do, um someone else's cafe but but no one gets to do both so that's so like fuck you man <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. and it's like that's, that's a really so nice. cool that's a really cool um space for us i, I liked hearing that that's so cool yeah that's very appropriate I, yeah it's really nice um we're limited on time your manager's pulling you away <laughs> uh so we're gonna thanks again for being here thanks man i'd love to have you on the show at some Please. point yeah, this yeah is fun. we got because i can i got into a whole bunch of other directions i'd like to go and sweet with you. yeah let's do like a zoom thing or so or, yeah whatever we'd love to or when i'm in la if you ever oh have yeah some time. for, sure, for um, sure you're at the harbor stage oh no the uh, harbor stage yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i'll see you soon man cool, thanks man. again for being here on road thanks Case. cheers appreciate it Okay, well, that was, of course, the one and only Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes for that super engaging, albeit brief chat with him sitting on the couch there at Newport Folk. Really, I really love Taylor. He's just so thoughtful and enthusiastic, and and his positive attitude really, really comes through in conversations with him, and he's just so... Um, just so amazingly upbeat, but also reflective on his own music and what his own uh, creative and artistic direction is. Uh, like I said, he's really become more involved uh, and associated with more like jam band community. Dawes has done quite a bit with um, uh, with relics and in uh, with the great music of the Grateful Dead. Uh, they're big fans of the Grateful Dead. Uh, and their latest album, Misadventures of Doom Scroller, is just spectacular. I really love it. And uh, I would encourage anybody to go out there and listen to it. And also, you know, self admittedly, is just becoming a better guitar player. And, and that's quite evident in the way that they're kind of stretching their legs and playing their music. And uh, he's just an amazing songwriter. I, I love what he does. And his set at uh, at Newport on the Harbor stage, just uh, like an hour or so after we chatted, was also extraordinary. He was uh, performing solo, also pulled up uh, members of Goose to play with him, Rick Mataratonda and Peter Ansbach played with him. And he also pulled individuals out of the crowd uh, to fill in on guitar and bass and drums. It was just extraordinary. He even... Uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Lang, was even able to play drums with him during one of the songs. And it was just an extraordinary uh, kind of Newport only moment of that collaboration. And uh, like he said, it's easy for him to get up there and play, <clears throat> excuse me, his new songs or new material because he feels it's just such a forgiving and beautiful audience that uh, he really felt safe enough to do that. And um, just it was it was a really lovely set. 
So next up, I've got Cassandra Jenkins, whose latest album is just absolutely stunning. Uh, it's entitled An Overview on Phenomenal Nature. It was produced uh, by Cassandra and Josh Kaufman. Uh, Cassandra grew up playing in a family band and sort of shied away from becoming a musician. As we'll learn, she was in art school and took a number of different types of creative roles. And uh, this was the first um, solo performance that she had um, played at Newport, although she was um, also in kind of supporting roles of different nature at Newport in years past. She feels like everything now is she's kind of in the bonus round, if you will. And she said that this performance at Newport and being at Newport as a solo performer is really kind of a road marker for her. Uh, she's very insightful and pensive and poetic in the way that she speaks. And I really loved having the opportunity to sit down and chat with her. So here's me and Cassandra talking at Newport Folk Festival. Hey, Cassandra. Nice nice to meet you. Nice to talk with you. Thanks for being here on Roadcase. I really appreciate it. It's so awesome to, to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me about your history with Newport. Like, what's, uh, you've been here before, you're doing, what are you, you're doing the thing this year, but what does it mean to you to be here? Uh, it's, it's really a landmark Newport for me in a lot of ways. Mm. I, I've been coming for years since mm -hmm. I was pretty young, mm -hmm. since I was just a babe. and Performing or as just a, a fan? As a fan, uh -huh. sometimes as a partner of a performer. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been, I've been in various, I've seen it from various angles. Yeah, you I've talked seen about it that. from the water. <laughs> I saw your set yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, okay. I caught as much of it as I could. You know, we're all kind of running around. We already talked to you. <laughs> yeah. We, um, and then you shared this really interesting detail. It's something that I don't really know how to talk about because I think, um, but I think it's important to, to me and it's something I'm coming to terms with just that I've, I've been, um, a very, I've played in bands. I've, I've often played a very supportive role in other musicians' lives. Mm. And I love that. And that's what I'm doing today. I'm sitting in, I'm playing banjo with Anais Mitchell. I'm singing with Craig Finn. It's just like, I live for that. That's why I do this. Yeah. Um, but I also have been in relationships with other musicians and um, often been at Newport um, as someone's partner and sitting side stage and kind of seeing how everything runs and... Um, getting kind of a taste for what that feels like mm -hmm. and quietly writing my own songs um, and slowly uh, building a repertoire of things that I had written myself and putting them out, releasing them, playing in other bands. And, and then so this year is the first time that I'm here on my own as a performer. Interesting. And not as a partner of, yeah. of so what does that mean else. so what, how is that significant for you um i i you know it's not like a jerry springer like look at me now <laughs> it's not I didn't, I don't, yeah i didn't particularly take it like that yeah it's and it's not um it's not really a gendered thing either though uh, -huh. uh those people happen to all be male-bodied people um i i think it just it feels very surreal. It feels like for a long time that felt like it was kind of off limits for me. 
I think the which, the which stage. Part? Oh, oh, really? Um, oh, okay. And that because you were a performer, you were performing at the time when you were like partnered or here with a partner. Yeah, for, kind for of example. always, always very quietly. Like I, I love, I play the bass, and I love being a bass player in, in bands. And I grew up performing in a family band with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older, I think I've always tried to skirt away from making music my profession. Uh, partly because I come from a family of musicians and I think my parents were always trying kind of uh, cautiously and, and gently saying like don't make this your living like just it's so sweet when you don't have to make money from it like keep that yeah. sweetness alive and, yeah. and uh, don't lose that innocence kind of and and I listened to them I went to art school I worked in magazines for years right but kind I always the, the played in bands. creative route without like actually performing. Yeah, doing, you know, I was a backup singer. Uh-huh. I, w- I was the, I was always the supportive role and, and I still very much at heart am. I'm not like, I'm solo now. Um, uh-huh. That There's none of that energy for me. Really? Like, you, like, I can't wait for the spotlight. It's just kind of like, I keep falling into it. That recent solo EP that you did was phenomenal, by the way. Thank so you. I, I kind of don't believe you a little bit. It's kind of, I think <laughs> about, you know. I, I hear your words, but then I've heard your solo work and I saw your set yesterday and it's really cool. Thanks. It's amazing. I'm having a blast because yeah. all everything that's happening to me right now is a huge surprise. So nice. I feel like I'm kind of in the bonus round of whatever <laughs> I had planned for my life. And now oh, everything. Well maybe this is the main round and what you had, what you were doing before. That was just the preview the thing that you had something. to go through to get to this point. I don't know. You know, it's, 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 uh, as we know, like rarely that linear, but it's, it's helpful to kind of tell ourselves these stories like, uh, oh yeah, that's how I got here. But honestly, I have well, no clue. Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes things are that linearization, if you will, sort of occurs when you when you want to look back and you want to kind of create a story for yourself. But I don't think those things necessarily help at all. It doesn't matter how you got here. It matters what if what you're doing is authentic to yourself and 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 makes and, and, and and you feel it's right it doesn't matter if it's like a logic you know there's always like well what's the logical next step it, it's yeah like, yeah it's like it, it could look like a vertical climb or something but i right. it's not that at all i think but it's helpful to have places and um events to mark that passage of time or that that change or that evolution in your life. And yeah. Newport Folk Festival is a place is that, that I've been you? many times. Interesting. And now suddenly I'm here. And as I saw mm. the ocean and the uh, kind yeah. of the buildings approaching the festival, I got all these flashbacks of being here and sort of my, my past relationships. And it was just this kind of yeah. funny thing of being like, Oh, I'm, I'm here doing this on Not my own. Not to mention being on the big stage yesterday where you came on with the National. Yeah. And looking out, which they obviously reflected on yesterday as well, because that fourth stage, you like to get that the best view, really. Oh, like it's amazing. Looking out and it was and seeing sunset. all that. That must have been just amazing for you. And you played I Need My Girl, which, of course, I couldn't help because I'm an observer of music and a listener of music. And then seeing your story to think like, uh, maybe there's a little bit of irony there because you talked about That's being really here and funny. partnered and now you're singing, I need my girl with the national. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's talk about I that. I hadn't thought about that. I, I remember <laughs> when that song came out though. And I remember hearing it and being like, I can't relate to this at all. <laughs> what about now? But now I'm, like, I, you know, I, I weirdly, I can like, I'm sometimes touring can be very lonely 
and I hear a lot of loneliness in that song. Oh, you know? yeah, you're yeah. Kind there's of a lot of loneliness in what the sad dads do. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're looking at the party and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Or, you know, it's, right, right. I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here. My heart is somewhere else. So I kind of, I heard that in it. And, and of course, I'm now gone. I'm the one gone now. And I have this home to go home to. But, um, I feel I feel absent from it a lot of the time and, mm. and that can be really hard. But then you find this other home that exists on this plane that is just roaming around and you see like I've gotten to see the national like five times this summer. Right. Um and that's just because we've been playing these festivals and it's kinda like this brigadoon that forms around the world in different places and that becomes its own it's kind this of interesting nation. other like second place and second home on the yeah, road you know you're at home on the road right? it's like how people talk about the grateful dead being their own oh kind yeah of country or nation <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah like, it's we a are similar everywhere, thing they say. yeah right that's really cool so that yeah it's like having that that home out there in the road but to be not 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 partnered up. I, I really applaud you for that. I love that that sentiment and that notion. I um, you know in my own life, you know, I'm currently single and like, you know, dating. But I, I enjoy being by myself and being alone as well. And that's like so important. And I feel like you sort of went through that a lot, or, mm -hmm. or, or think about it a lot. And 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 not only that, you write a lot of songs about breaking up and relationships and i write a lot of songs about um yeah just like everybody <laughs> the human them. experience heartbreak everyone loss go, of any every kind yeah. yeah i think an overview on phenomenal nature was an interesting one for me because it really wasn't there there was almost no trace of of a lover it was all um, friendships and mm. um, relationships to my my parents, relationships to a, a hero that had passed, um, and interestingly, like none of the lonely heartache songs that I think I used to write, and so it was a really big departure for me, and and a challenge to write songs that are are um, not completely sad or heartbroken uh but a really like a really great challenge a challenge sort of look for that kind of glimmer of what it actually means it doesn't have to be a sort of a breakup situation it can be like what is really the underlying phenomenon that's occurring i mean none of those songs are about breakups that's what i'm saying it's like there was no evidence of like a a romantic lead mm -hmm. uh i think the challenge in songwriting for me right now is to find how to write about beauty and how to write about that passing fleeting sense of uh kind of the poetry that exists in everyday life uh without it somehow falling flat or feeling super cheesy it's like much easier to write about heartbreak it's much easier to write about sad songs and, and like um and i think there in my most recent record it's a lot about having hope despite the hellscape that we live in you know mm -hmm. how to see glimmers of hope in the distance despite being in total despair or feeling really lost and finding yourself in that that um that chaos and floating in it and yeah. finding that space so so yeah and i think because the record uh has some of that in it it really freed me up to find my own voice in that and 
um, and find my own footing as a performer, as a, as a band leader, um, and just as a songwriter and a lyricist, especially. So yeah, it's, it's a new, it's a new era where everything is, everything is new to me. Yeah. Um, and then being able to be up on the stage at Newport where you've been coming for so long. Yeah. What impact did that have on you in particular? Um, you know, because of Newport and and some of my friends that I got to see here or relationships that um, took me here, I play the banjo, for instance. And now today I get to play with Aeneas and I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, that's an instrument that I, I really worked at for a long time and now I really don't play. It's kind of like in the closet and, <laughs> and I... I um, I don't reveal to very many people that that's an instrument that I play, but here at Newport <laughs> Folk Festival, I'm letting my freak flag. Yeah, really, fly. You're your folk flag. Folk flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm bringing the banjo, guys, right. and and I'm excited because I love that instrument. It's just it doesn't really make its way into my life that much anymore. <laughs> so here I am, kind of like letting that part of me really, um, really shine. Yeah, cool. Um, and kind of saying like, it's okay, you can come out here, it's safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you like the Grateful Dead? You're like making a lot of dead references, or is that just because the dead language is universal? I really think that even if you're not a dead fan, like it's in the water. <laughs> um, here in particular, or just like in general? In general. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wasn't... I mean, you're hanging around Aaron, who's like... and All, all the guys from The National are huge deadheads, except for Matt. Yeah. Who refuses to fall in line with I, the rest of his bandmates. You gotta and he's be made a bit e of a rebel, you know? Yeah, well, he's like, yeah, he's the he's always the contrarian in that in that crowd, I think. That's, that's what I get, right? Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of my friends are huge deadheads. Yeah. Like, um, they've... They're celebrating all of the micro holidays that are celebrated by Jerry's 80th. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean every like the the birthday, the death day, the last time they played this room. You know, there's every single holiday could be you know every day of the year. I wasn't a huge Dead fan, but I really wanted to be. It's just it wasn't music that I grew up around really. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally uh, on a road trip, I made sure that one of my friends who's a huge fan like played me their favorite songs, told me why, played me their favorite live recordings nice. and, and explained to me that um, it's so much more about having been there and, and the, the live thing and, you know, explained a lot. I well, have to watch the documentary. Well, you can't be there now. Which yeah. documentary? Uh, the one that just came out a few years ago. Oh, the What's one on called? Amazon. Oh, the one, know. the really super long one. Yeah, like the long, long strange one. trip or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like yeah. six, seven hours, I eight hours. I yeah, I definitely get watch in that there, one. I gotta watch it. Another great thing to watch, it's also on Amazon, I think, is called Anthem to Beauty, which yeah. um, documents that period from Anthem of the Sun in like 68 to American Beauty oh, okay. in 70. And the production, how, it how they changed from the super psychedelic acid test house band to the working man's dead and American beauty mm -hmm. roots of alt folk mm -hmm. and the grass sort of the bluegrass roots of, of the grateful dead and also the process of creating that album and how painful and crazy it was for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. Cool. So check that one anthem to beauty, but um, warms my heart when any performer is devoted to the grateful dead in, 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 yeah. in any, in a, in any sort of way, big or small. But yeah, I kind of, I like the idea that you don't have to, assume just because a band is is well loved that it's music for you and i like the fact that i can discover these things later in life and really 
discover them on my own terms, not just yeah. because they're in the zeitgeist. But right. like hear Fire on the Mountain for the first time and be like, whoa, this is a great song. Instead of being like, yeah, duh, we know. You know, I, I think it's really good. Yeah, I to- love listening, but I, I love um, being with people and getting getting their reactions to listening to songs for the first time oh, yeah. that are like, I don't, you know, and it's funny, I meet people and I'm like, I'll go, or like, or like, I'll go to a show with a friend and they'll say, um, like, I took a friend to Dead & Co. Yeah. And I kept asking her, do you know this song? And she was kind of getting, like, not really annoyed, but sort of like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And I'm like, I want to make clear, I don't care. I'm not judging that you don't know, like, a great, any Grateful Dead song. I want to get that feeling that I want to know when it's your first time. Yeah. Because that's so special, right? Because yeah. it's such a musical touch. I think kind of that's sort of what you're saying. I don't shame people for, like, not no, knowing exactly. stuff at all. No, exactly. I There's think only- when we're younger, it's e- you just kind of want to know everything. But then... As I get older, I realize there's so much more pleasure in not knowing anything and getting to experience things <laughs> let's that all we be, don't let's know. Let's all be dumb again. No. Yeah. <laughs> let's all that that's judge. That's, that's not a good term. Let's all like operate with a clean slate. It would be really cool. The beginner's mind. There you go. Oh, I need a poet lyricist <laughs> to tell me to write my script. Thank you very much, Cassandra. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. Good luck, and um, hopefully you. I can come see your set with Anais and. Um, yeah, good luck. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that was Cassandra Jenkins and me uh, hanging out, having a nice chat on the couch in the media tent at Newport. Um, Cassandra is such an amazing artist, and I love her super thoughtful and kind of like just poetic nature. I mean, she just oozes artistry and it's just absolutely stunning. Her latest album that I've been fortunate enough to to dig into uh, is entitled An Overview on Phenomenal Nature. I cannot encourage everyone enough to to go out and give this give this album a spin. It's just absolutely extraordinary. It's produced by Josh Kaufman, and it's just filled with amazing stories. Um, some smo- spoken word, um, super deep from an emotional perspective, and just brings together all her extraordinarily unique observations on life, which I believe that uh, you really got a flavor of what her real artistic nature is in this even brief conversation. She's just, um, she's just an extraordinarily unique artist. And this was her first solo, uh, performance at Newport, uh, after having been in Newport several times in different levels of supporting roles. And, um, as, uh, she explained was a partner with, uh, a number of different artists at Newport in years past, as I had mentioned. And, uh, it was just really an extraordinary, uh, moment for, her as she had talked about. I really enjoy how she talks about uh, this kind of um, second home on the road that she was reflecting on and how that is meaningful for her. Uh, She also performed with The National. She performed the song uh, I Need My Girl with The National on the main stage as the closing set of the the Friday night, the first night of the Newport Folk Festival as well. And um, uh, just amazing the way that she reflects beauty and poetry in everyday life. Um, and I really like how she says that it gives her hope in, um, uh, in trying to manage this hellscape in which we live. Um, is there anything else to say about that? Uh, 
wonderful conversation. And uh, I would encourage you, everybody to go um, see Cassandra on uh, on the road and definitely give her most latest album a listen uh, and overview on Phenomenal Nature. Coming up, we've got Ryan Anderson of the band Bendigo Fletcher from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Ryan and I had just a super casual chat. Um, I hadn't met Ryan before and uh, just learning a little bit more about Bendigo Fletcher. Uh, their 2021 album Fits of Laughter is just a wonderful expression of alt country and alt rock. It's just really, really lovely. Uh, again, I'd encourage everyone to go out and listen. And they just came out with a new single entitled Pterodactyl, which is also really, really beautiful. And Ryan's just um, really sweet, uh, amazing artist. Uh, and he's just got an absolutely lovely voice and uh, comes from a musical family, uh, loves hanging out with his friends and uh, in the band and headed out on the road uh they're they're hitting the road with madison cunningham which was um which came as some welcome news to me since i had maddie on the show uh i believe earlier this year and uh really excited for uh bendigo fletcher and uh, ryan anderson's just a a really great dude i loved chatting with him and here he is now so uh ryan anderson and bendigo fletcher enjoy Yeah, we'll find something to talk about. <laughs> I think we will. Um, Ryan, so happy to have you here. Bendigo Fletcher. Is yeah. that, did I do that right? Yes. Because I we came accept- in saying Bendigo Fletcher, like it was like a Latino thing with a sort of like Fletcher. And I thought that was fun. What, so Bendigo yeah. Fletcher, we, is that a dude's name? Or is that like a. We embrace all pronunciations. <laughs> I, would, like, I would actually hope so, because I'm sure this has come up quite a bit. Yeah, if you're going <laughs> to choose a name like that, then you better be prepared. You, you also embrace clearly all su- styles of sunglasses as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm a borrower. I'm a loser and a borrower. I lose pairs. What is These that? Are my... I'm a borrower. There's got. I think there's a song lyric in there somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the borrower's debt. I'm thinking of Fleet Foxes immediately. But yeah. the um, I was thinking like the Steve Miller, the Joker, uh, Toker, mid- oh, the I don't bo- know, something, Midnight yeah. midnight Sunglass Dealer. I don't know. Maybe the Joker's so nephew. So where'd you find those? Are those just like... These are my buddy Evans. Those just showed up on your face at some point, and you're like, yes. why fight it? Yeah. They look good, though, man. Thank they you. They look good. Yeah. Um, so, Ryan, um, first Newport? first newport yeah how's that yeah. feel for you man it's how cool is this place this is my first newport too it's really cool first time in rhode island too so oh really it's just like a crazy landscape and well seascape i guess um, see well it's only an island if you look at it from the water by the way just keep telling yourself that <laughs> yeah right yeah and the, <laughs> that's the, a lot by the way we're talking about quoting shit that's a line from the movie jaws oh, okay which i don't know you which, pre- maybe you've never seen no i have seen it. I love oh yeah yeah jaws. yeah so the sh- and blanking on where it takes place is it, it is the, it northeast, was the right? fictional town of amityville but it's supposed to be on long island or this or or like one of the, like here so we're like in the in region this fucking area yeah so yeah. next time you're in the water look for a big mechanical think, shark nice or something i think i saw richard dreyfus jamming to the national yesterday too yeah right exactly <laughs> you know that was matt berninger yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> you got that wrong dude <laughs> um but i love i mean yeah it's we're taking in the, the sights together and yeah. bouncing around stages just 
we like to be festival goers when we're yeah here. there's so much to see and do here you just can't do it all in the i think they intentionally like overlap sets here too which is bananas like yeah intent i don't know just like to, well they spread out the audience if they only did one at a time obviously everyone would just show up and it'd be a zoo but then yeah. it's a series of sophie's choices here which is just <laughs> bonkers i think a bit of crowd control yeah yeah crowd yeah spread yeah spread, crowd spread yeah um so where are you living? Where are you hanging out? Where do you you and your bandmates play and hang and do that whole thing? We are from Kentucky. Uh-huh. The band Whereabouts? formed in Louisville. It's where we all oh, live. Oh, okay. Spend a lot of time in Lexington, too, and really just across the state. We have friends friends everywhere yeah. in Kentucky. So. You guys my Morning Jacket fans at all? Yes. Right yeah. on. So am I, dude. Yeah, so of course. I. I mean, if you've ever seen a show, like... Instant My fan. mom's a huge fan now, just because we, we saw oh, the show were, together. How, how bu- were you going to go to the Louisville shows that were canceled recently? Yes, yeah. Oh, I was so bummed. I was Actually, so bummed. I got COVID, so I was looking oh, to give you my... And, did you give it to Jim, or did Jim give it to you? What's the deal? I can't say For yes those or no. For those listening, like Jim, they, they were canceled because Jim James got COVID. So. Yeah, I would bet no, because I mean, we didn't hang out or anything like that, but <laughs> you can't with COVID, you can't you never rule know. anything you know, out. Yeah, I mean, he could have just been way downwind from you at the Stop and Shop or whatever, the Pick and Save or whatever that thing is. Yeah. So, yeah, we were bummed that that got canceled, but I think they're working on a reschedule, if not already. Uh, yeah, September? my sense was like, I don't know, the fall or possibly New Year's, you know? I yeah. Don't know. That'd I think be cool. I, I Either did, of those would be cool. Yeah, I think I did see a September reschedule. Did you? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Um, okay, so, yeah, so Louisville. So tell me a little bit about like, coming up there. Is that where you're from originally, you personally? No, I grew up uh, closer to Cincinnati. Still in Kentucky, oh, okay. though. Florence, Kentucky. Oh, right, because you just cross over the river there, yeah. Yeah, been to River Coving- Rats. Been, been to Covington. Covington's cool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, right? The Madison Theater. Yeah. That was my last show before COVID. It was March 11, 2019. Yeah. Saw Goose and Pigeons playing ping pong there. That was oh, my wow. That was the swan song. It was a good swan song. I bet you blissed out, huh? I did. Well, I didn't know why I should have been. I think my daughter was texting me at the time, Tom Hanks has COVID. Oh, he's gonna. He's going to die. Yeah, that's an Remember that? that's an American nightmare to hear. I know. Well, um, I love the meme that went around. It's like your mom's going to tell you that Tom Hanks has COVID, and because they want to be at the front of this news cycle, just let them have this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spotlights on Tom. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so uh, yeah, Kentucky, growing up there, jacket yep. fan. Yep. Tell me Big about Bendigo fan. Fletcher. Um, you know. Had some songs. I recorded a little EP by myself, like 2015-ish. Mm-hmm. Named the project Bendigo Fletcher after a state park up in Pennsylvania, oh, where, cool. my, where my dad's from. Right. Um, and you asked earlier, it's just kind of like a fake character name. Oh, okay. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Wait, you said it was a state park, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Loosely Fletcher related. is like brings oh, the, the, the craft of uh, fletching arrows kind of into the myth. Oh, because Fletcher. Freccia and Fletcher yeah. is like an arrow in, um, in, in Italian. It's Freccia. Freccia. Are you and Italian? I'm not, but I speak Italian. I lived there for three years, and in, oh. and in Spanish, it's Fletcha, I think. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Bella Fia de Mamma. Uh, io. <laughs> io. Io sono un best. I guess I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what my grandmother. You got anything else? Ciao. Prego. Bella. Gelato. Pizza. Prego. Pasta. Mangia. <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah. You're fluent, dude. You my were, grandmother so... is like second. Like second generation um, Italian. Oh, really? You could be Italian for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Part. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, 
like right from there. Like if I was, we were sitting in an Italian cafe, I'd be talking Italian to you. That's <laughs> yeah. how close it is. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Grew up in Italian in, in a musical family. Did was your was your who was that? Your grandma or something? Was she the Italian one? Was she? Mm, not as much. My other grandmother, who just passed away, rest rest in peace, grandma. Yeah. Um, she sorry was about the that, be- man. Oh, thank you. She was the best whistler I've ever heard. Like I'm wow. talking. That's a good pedigree, man. Like Andrew Bird, you know. Yeah. Who's who whistles on the jacket tune? It beats for you in the beginning. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. I've seen them play together too at um, Forecastle. Beautiful. Long time ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw Andrew Bird with Jack in like 2006 at the Taste of Chicago. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I even knew about Jacket at that point. Yeah, I barely did. But anyway, okay, so we digress once more. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the musical sense of your family and how you came into this oh, yeah, um, cool thing. I don't know. My So my dad is. Uh, you know, his mom's a great whistler. Here we go. Yeah. My dad, All right. great singer, um, you know, like just harmonizing the car under his breath. And I could barely hear him like growing up, all the, all the car rides we took together. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I do credit those experiences as like, this is how you can sing along with people. Um, so I love, big fan of vocal harmonies and like, you know, Fleet Foxes and the Roches and, uh, you know, bands that do that so um so that was a big inspiration and like finding people to sing with i i grew up with with evan whose sunglasses i'm wearing back to the okay shades yeah Um, but here's he's here in spirit yeah he's here today he's he plays keys in the band yeah yeah no i was saying oh yeah yeah he's on the couch sunglasses try to keep up with me right of course yeah (laughs) i'll get going on a runaway train um but yeah, just music in the yeah. in the blood a little bit, I guess. But nothing yeah. like, oh, my grandfather on that side also played um, accordion in a polka band. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. totally respectable. Yeah, I totally. love that. Love oh that. yeah, it's polka time, ladies and gentlemen. As Bob Weir says, yeah, all <laughs> yeah. the time. You gotta find it's so much fun. Still, it's polka time. It's polka time. Does he say that at the shows? I mean, there's a couple shows where he said it before they played, like, I don't know, like Mexicali Blues or something like that, you know? It's and these are on, like... Like a ballroom show, like it's like a Winterland yeah. 74 show or something. It's polka time, Got people. You. Which is, the, just I don't know. There's like <laughs> always that combination of psychedelia and country that I've always hearkened back to, you know? Right. The dead, the dead they were the original that. alt-country band. You guys have you. You were telling me you have links into alt country. You were sort of linked into Wilco, working with their original original drummer, whom I didn't even know the name. Ken Coomer. Yeah, he also played in Uncle Tupelo. Um, oh, okay. Does he play on AM or something? Was he like the yeah, first Wilco? Up until Summer, like Summer Teeth was his last record. It was when Glenn him. came on? Yeah, after Summer Teeth. After Summer Teeth. Okay. Yeah. So Ken was up. You know. Oh, interesting. Had some songs on Summer Teeth. I oh, believe right too. On. Right on. Um, and you get well. Let's go into your music. You guys have a new single out, right? Mm-hmm. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Just making it easier for fans to write that down. Yeah. I was kind of jotting it in my notes. How do you and search like, that? Is it T? Or Siri T? was not happy. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Really? <laughs> I, to, I haven't tried myself with Siri. I love I it, man. I was just listening to it. It's really dope. You guys like really have that amazing flowing kind of country rock. For lack of a better term, I don't know. Is that like doing that. it justice at all? I, I love like it. I fucking love it. Yeah. So, tell me about that, and tell me about like your recent LP release, and how those two. You know, where where are you right now in, the, in your whole creative process? You know, the ebb and flow. You never know what each day is going to bring. I guess. But yeah. Being at a festival, it's like an opportunity to 
soak in some inspiration. I was going to say, is it inspiring for you? Absolutely. Totally, yeah. right? We got Alinda Cigarro playing with Hooray for the Riff Raff behind us. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful, man. This is a beautiful set she's doing. I know. Yeah. I've never gotten to see Hooray for the Riff Raff before. And, right. Um, been a long-time listener, so... Yeah, it's, talking it's about Jim really James, cool. she's, um, she'll come up with Jim frequently and like toured with him when he was doing a solo show, and they kind of have like a nice connection going on, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about this new release and where you guys are at right now. Yeah, just shared a song yesterday. Um, it's a new, it's a fun, it's like a new musical um, venture for us in, a, in some ways, I guess. It's like the first song where the three of us sing the whole, like all the words together. So there's kind of like a seven dwarfs type of a pro- like it's we get I get to relax and not be like so much of a front person. Oh, okay. Um, but was and that was song. and that's a, that that uh, represents kind of a departure, a little bit of a departure for you, or just something oh, different no, from what you were doing before. More just like an an, an embracing of um, that there are three great, amazing singers in the band. There are four okay. too, but the, Chris, our drummer, won't let us put a mic in front of him yet. <laughs> Right. Are you just kind of just discovering this or is this something that this it sort of just happened like a little bit more on, on this particular release? Yeah, it just happened more. I think it's a writing thing. Like the song lent itself to be performed that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, and the song is like in the spirit of witnessing and going through uh, the changing world together. Mm-hmm. So like togetherness and I think it fits the... Um, performance approach of and Ter- what you pterodactyl. hear yeah so why not name it after like an, an extinct ancient bird that <laughs> was lived millions of years ago but everyone knows the name of right. it's like the most famous bird basically right. lizard bird yeah it's, yeah it's a before those fucking raptors came along in jurassic park maybe pterodactyl and, and it was the most fearsome oh my god right yeah they aerial, can fly aerial attack you, you have to be your head not only on a swivel but also on like an, an atlas you gotta be looking up, right? You right. gotta trust who you're with to watch you know, your back. I digress, but I'm, I'll digress with you because it was in the movie Jurassic Park. They had that amazing pterodactyl attack at the, the one of the latest, one of ones. the new ones. Yeah. I haven't seen past the second one, but oh, it's kind of badass. We're very late on the so so we're we're stuff. at this we're at the folk festival. Um, you guys are coming up. When did you say? Tomorrow, Sunday at 11.10 on, oh, the, on the Harbor the Stage. The Harbor Stage, the one right over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we play the bike stage uh, that, that Illiterate Light has put together. Oh, that's Illiterate Light. Someone was just mentioning that. So that's that stage over there where they're like doing stationary bikes and it's powered by that? Correct. Fucking A. I don't want to yeah. put out that. I heard about that. Someone a- texted me and asked me, where's the, st- where's the stationary bike stage? So now I have to go take a picture yeah. and send it to this person. I'm like, it's too hot and humid for me to participate in that kind of sil- that kind of thing right now it's no hardcore way. over there Illiter- and those guys are over there all day so like oh, light oh is i gotta go say in, hi to them they're, they're really putting, cool talk about my in, morning jacket fans yeah they're the well, only ones recently that i know that have like covered something like officially basically yeah i think they did thank you too like the first time i ever thank saw you too and then in the middle of thank you too is a little Lalo section also if you go through it yeah, right then yeah. they go into the Lalo jam I remember all right that. we're going into the weeds with jacket now but tell we me about what's your relationship yeah it always comes back to jacket or the dead uh here at Newport at least but what's your relationship with with performance and and performance being up on the stage and what's your kind of vibe and thinking when you're up there man it's been a journey um I'm not really like at one point I was very nervous to to, you know singing's different I can 
I like singing, and it's different than speaking on the microphone. So I, when I think of stage jitters and nerves and having to overcome uh, stage fright, it's always in the realm of like between songs and um, oh, I was, like opening up. You know, the second you said that, I was like, he's more nervous to sing than he is to speak, and that would be like opposite. Me. The opposite. That would like me. I can I'll talk all day, but like yeah. singing, you'd have to modulate your voice, and if you're shaky, then your like yeah. stomach starts moving, and it fucks with your vocals, and yeah. but you're good. Yeah, and and um, so that's been a journey, and you know, it's starting to feel comfortable with opportunities like this, and like, yeah. You, you just try to connect. That's really the the one, the main purpose of doing anything in the performance arts. I think is totally. like to to connect and feel inspiration together and create moments for everybody to bliss out and hundred percent escape and be together and hundred percent. So yeah, commitment to that is, has helped me a lot with sort of the nerves of performance and you know. So does do you get nervous more nervous at like a landmark a very important and prestigious event such as Newport? <laughs> um, to knock on wood a little bit, I think it like the height has a way of bringing me to that level. Oh, uh, so you rise in, to the internally. occasion? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't screwed up too many big opportunities yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's dark, man. All I, ask, you know, I just wanted to get your like viewpoint on how, yeah, like, yeah. You asked. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, don't start now, you know. Yeah, so. It's all good, man. You're going to be great. Yeah. Commitment to the flow. That's, that's how I try to Surrender stay. to the flow. That's right. Right? Yeah, and, and, and I'm in a band. Like, <laughs> that's a big, like, we, you know, we're, we've been together since the beginning for the most part, so it's like we have this chemistry and trust and support of like feeling like it's not just me and like it's a real it's a band where everybody contributes and right. Um, so I feel like I'm like I'm backed up, to, you know. That's that's what contributes also to the to the performance energy for me. Interesting, yeah. So you're yeah. the front person, but you wouldn't necessarily do without a. You're not. Would you con- not consider yourself a solo performer at some point? I mean, I like playing you know, intimate shows, but yeah, um, with solo. But um, and we do a couple solo songs. So like, yeah, it's just very amorphous and fun. Uh, fun to mix it up. Yeah, there's a power and feel of just being out there and having your buddies behind you too, right? I mean, yeah. So tell me, what do you guys? So you're playing here tomorrow. What are your? Um, what's your fall tour plans? Are you, yeah. are you, do you clearly have some new material that you're kind of yeah releasing. What are you guys looking um, at? We're going to tour. Excuse me. We have the opportunity to tour with Madison Cunningham. Oh, no, I love her, man. Yeah. I had her on my. I had her on the show. She's amazing. Yeah. Talk about Andrew Bird. So yeah, that's yeah. why I was she, first introduced to Maddie. She, yeah, she, she was in his me. band, right? Or like maybe went on tour. It was like him. the tour, like winter of 2019. She was playing um, with him, and then opening yeah. up as a solo with uh, you know before his shows. Yeah, um, she, they played these amazing shows at the Fourth Presbyterian Church. In oh, Chicago yeah, on Michigan Avenue, like mm-hmm. a whole series of a week, like a Monday through Friday. It was yeah, amazingly special. So cool. I, I love live performance in like really unique venues. Yeah. Not venues, one. like unique locations. Right. Historic. Yeah, yeah. So right. she, yeah. Well, that's like, great. I just hear like such a refreshing sound when I hear her. Yeah. Um, she's all a of dope her guitar player. Hospital has been in my head for weeks yeah. now. And yeah. like, it's, it's really um, exciting. Um, and inspiring to like to be able to tour with someone you're like absolutely jazzed about hearing every right. night 
Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be cool. That's gonna be great. How long is that lasting? That's for a long while. We go like both coasts with with them. Oh, cool. So, oh, well, I hope you come um, into the Midwest too. Yeah, we 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 do. All right, cool. Um, I think I had her down. Yeah, I think I got her down on my calendar. So, so that'll be like that'll September be September into so, October. Yeah, so we can connect that. That'd be great. That'd yeah, be great. Right on. That would be cool. Right on. Yep. Uh, well, thanks for sitting down with me, Ryan. This was really cool to like get to know you a little bit, get to know Bendigo Fletcher a whole bunch. You know, thank you. We we really relaxed over the course of this podcast. We're both leaning right, we back were, on we the were couch. at the edge of the couch, and now we're Got basically spooning each other on the couch now, and yeah, in the, under I mean, in the media tent. That's some that's some pretty good imagery. I feel very comfortable with you, Ryan. Same with me, Josh. <laughs> it's Josh, right? Uh, yes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, do I use my? My uh, other name? Yeah, my alias. I had to think about that for a sec. Thanks so much for being here, man, and thanks uh, and best of luck to you. Thanks, and, man. Um, we'll catch up at some point. Enjoy your time. Yeah, thanks. yeah. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that was Ryan Anderson and me sitting down having a casual chat at Newport Folk. Ryan, of course, uh, is the lead vocalist of the band Bendigo Fletcher from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I just, I, I love that band. I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to dig in more to their catalog. Their 2021 album, Fits of Laughter, is is becoming one of my favorite albums now. And it's just, uh, it's just wonderful. I'm really psyched. They have a new single out uh, entitled Pterodactyl, and they've got some new material coming up. And they're, they're, of course, on the road, headed out on the road. You can head to their website to find out more information of that. And I embedded the uh, uh, their website as well as the website of my other guests, Taylor Goldsmith and Cassandra Jenkins, in the homepage for this episode on the streaming platforms. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being here on this episode, this special part two. Uh, episode of the Newport Folk Festival uh, special interview series that I'm conducting for Roadcase. Uh, we've got episode three coming up at the end of this week uh, that one will have Phil Cook, John Craigie, and Nick Sanborn and Amelia Heath of Sylvan Esso. I'm really looking forward to presenting that one to you. Again, I want to thank uh, Jay Sweet and the Newport Folk Foundation, as well as the Newport Folk Festival and all the all the people there for making uh, Newport such an amazing, monumental, and uh, just an incredibly welcoming event, uh, easy to attend, and uh, just absolutely stellar, stellar lineups as usual. Uh, Jay just absolutely crushes it, and uh, and this this year's edition was no exception with uh, appearances, among others, by Joni Mitchell and Paul Simon, which was absolutely I just, I was out of my mind. It was just absolutely extraordinary. Uh, I want to thank again, Grandstand Media, uh, Jacqueline Ullman and Zoe Hines for helping set up all these interviews for this episode, as well as all the other interviews in the, the, uh, the upcoming episodes for this particular Newport Folk Festival series of On Roadcase. want to thank everybody for being here. And I want to especially thank for this, uh, this part two episode, I want to thank Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. I want to thank Cassandra Jenkins, and I want to thank Ryan Anderson of Bendico Fletcher for being here on this episode of Roadcase.
Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. (laughs) 